And here we are back again for another Coffee Clutch. Thank you for joining us and Heather Lofthouse. Heather, you were, oh, you are, you were one of my best students. You say that, but I don't remember the best part in terms of my transcripts. Well, you got an A minus, but <laughs> it was. How do you remember that? I, I do. I'm I do. I remember it. it. But you were you were terrific. You were always you just always had the right answers, and your exams were perfect. I gave you an A minus because I wanted you to complete, continue to strive. Wow. How was that? And you did. Fascinating. And you became the executive director of Inequality Media, Media Civic, Civic Action, Action, which you would not have done had I given you an A. See, Interesting. That's, it's I all actually the appreciate that. Well, I knew you would. That's okay. why I brought it up. Thank you. Um, uh, uh, listen, this week has been a, 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 another week, a kind of a memorable week in many ways. Mm. Uh, I the, can't wait for our most boring clutch. Well, we're not going to have nothing. I don't, nothing I don't think there's going to be a boring one. This I week, I mean, the the Trump indictment um, is going to be the center, and I'm talking about the indictment, not about having the documents. You know the secret documents I in Mar-a-Lago. I'm talking about and the this big. This is not Kahuna. New York. This I know the, this is this big. Is, this is the mega. This is the indictment about the you know trying to have a coup, overthrow the government. Uh, and uh, this is the indictment everybody's been waiting for. This this is going to be the center of the 2024 election. Certainly, Trump is going to make it the center of the 2024 election. He has nothing else to talk about except the government being after him, the deep state being after him. Yeah. Um, he's going to make so much money off of this. He's going to not only make money, but the Republican Party is going to make a lot of money. It's going to be, this is going to give meaning and purpose to a lot of Republicans. Now, the question is going to, it really is whether it drives a lot of independents right. and a lot of other people into the Democratic Party, but uh, it's, it's a high-stakes game from here on. I mean, really Have big. you had, do you remember anything like this in your entire history? I mean, what's the closest? Well, Watergate? the closest is Richard, uh, yes, it's, yeah. it's Richard Nixon, and it's the, his likelihood of being indicted, and of course, Gerald Ford, uh, who, who was president way before your time. Mm-hmm. Um, I worked for Gerald Ford. Did you know that? I did, actually. Well, <laughs> keep it to yourself. <laughs> um, I, I was, uh, I worked directly for, not directly, but I was in the Ford administration. Can I request a Substack on that? We want to know no, more. No, I don't Please. think I will. Okay. Well, I, okay, in the future, I will talk okay. about it. Uh, but I, I was there. Edward Levy mm-hmm. uh, was the attorney general. And the big issue that we were all dealing with uh, was how to regain credibility for the Justice Department after Nixon had used the Justice Department uh, for his own purposes, to right. go after his enemies, right. I mean, to prosecute. He, I mean, he weaponized the Justice Department. Right. And then came along Gerald Ford, my boss, uh, I mean, my boss's boss, uh, who pardoned Nixon. Yeah. And I you know, you know, in a way, the nation, I don't think, has ever completely dealt with Nixon's crimes and the failure of accountability. Right. And now, in a way, I mean, I think Trump's crimes are worse than Nixon's by, by any stretch of the right. imagination. Uh, but we are dealing with the issue fundamentally of of accountability and and the rule of law. What's going to happen? Is the 14th Amendment going to mean anything for us? Well, here's the interesting thing. I, I, what we know so far is that the Justice Department uh, apparently is using a fraud on the United States, obstruction of uh, the government process in terms of the election process. My big surprise, I mean, the thing that kind of amazes me is it doesn't seem to be using seditious conspiracy Hmm. as a charge. Uh, At least it hasn't come through yet. And that was the charge that has been used with a lot of the rioters Mm -hmm. uh, on, you know, the January 6th riot. 
Uh, but successfully. Successfully. I mean, many of them are in jail yeah, and for years. Yep. Uh, uh, so I, I'm, I'm curious as to why, at least so far, it doesn't seem to be part of the charge. Uh, but, of course, the big worry, and I'm not the only one that has this, and I'd, be lo I'd love to find, you know, what you think about this. Is this going to split the nation even more than it is already split? Are we going to see, as we get closer, as I think we will, to a Trump trial and uh, really maybe uh, Trump going to jail uh, before the election? Right. Are we going to see an uprising? Right. I mean, I mean, if he be if if he wins, let's let's be very very clear. If he wins, this is over. He's going to pardon himself. He's going to pardon everybody else. He's going to get rid of the special prosecutor, yep. the special counsel. I mean, that, that unitary it, executive. You uh, well, talk about that. We talk about that. This is also a big big deal, because he has, and a lot of the people working for him right now, preparing for his administration, have been putting forward this doctrine of a unitary executive, which means that he has complete control right. under this doctrine of the Justice Department, going back, we're going back to Nixon days, right. but he also has control over all of the independent agencies, including, likely, the Federal Reserve, uh, and he can substitute and is planning to substitute federal appointees, that is, presidential appointees, for all of the civil service. This is I mean, terrifying. Well, it's a, this is a major, major step in the anti-democracy right. movement really is. I mean, that's not what democracy is built on. And what about SCOTUS? Is there anything, is the Supreme Court in there? Or, I mean, it's already in his back pocket. Well, interestingly, three members of the Supreme Court are on record in terms of recent Supreme Court rulings as being in favor of the unitary executive theory. Can I guess? Can I guess? Can I guess which ones? <laughs> <laughs> Very hard, isn't it? Yeah. One of them... His name starts with A. Clarence. Oh, they're Clarence Thomas. What about yes. Alito? And maybe, Alito. Maybe that A? Yes, yes, yes. Um, can we, let's talk about this. So you had said, is there going to be riots? Will it split it even further? I mean, ugh, I would like to think, I'm going to go with no so that I can sleep tonight. Because I would, I mean, you hear from a lot of people, or I've been reading polls and reading anecdotal feedback and basically people are saying we liked him the first time around I'm not sure about him anymore well I hope so that a that, lot of Trumpers yeah. feel that way but uh, let's face it uh, you know how what percentage of the population do you need to go ballistic I mean to really cause serious problems in this country I don't want to be doom and gloom and I you know I don't mm -hmm. I'm certainly not going to be a doomsayer uh, but I think it is realistic to fear oh, uh, for sure. some sort of civil unrest and Isn't I don't want to be Pollyanna-ish, but I would hope that there will be a shift in the tide, right? And that people will say, God, he fell and we were, I mean, they don't have to say, I don't need anyone to say he was wrong and write us an apology note. That's fine. Well, he's never going to change. No, he's his... not, but maybe people will say, okay, okay, he was, it was, it's bad. This is accountability and he's been held accountable and I'm moving on. Well, the, the most disgusting aspect of this recently, in this, this latest indictment, or I mean, is, is the reaction of the Republicans in Congress. You've got Kevin McCarthy basically saying, uh, accusing the Justice Department, accusing the Attorney General and the Special Counsel of colluding uh, because Biden is doing well in the polls. Right. I, I mean, this is normalized now. I mean, I we expect this of the Republicans. But Heather, can you imagine? I mean, I can't. I've been in politics, around politics, for what, uh, 300 years? 200, yeah, 300. Uh, and I, and I, I, this would be 
I mean, even in the Nixon era, this would not ever have occurred. Uh, Congress, during the Watergate era, was actually extraordinary. I mean, the leaders of both the Democrats and the Republican Party came together. Right. And they did uh, really remarkable things together in terms of holding the country above party and making sure that Nixon was held accountable. I mean, to the extent that he was held right. accountable. Uh, but now there is, there doesn't seem to be any sense in the Republican Party uh, of any higher goal other right. than political gain. Now, speaking of parties, no labels, a dark money organization. Blech. I know. Well, that's, yeah, that's, that's exactly when you open their website. That's what I think it says. Um, they have said they're going to spend 70 million bucks to put a third party presidential candidate on the ballot in 50 states. New polls came out this week that said people would vote for Manchin in more numbers than I thought, 16 percent. Well, uh, again, take some of these polls take with a little bit of a grain of salt. But it is true that a third party candidate could derail Biden. Uh, you know, I have a personal memory here, too. And that uh, is right. 1992, Ross Perot. Yeah. Uh, nobody thought Bill Clinton had a real chance. I mean, even Bill Clinton. We talked. I remember talking on my front porch in Cambridge, Massachusetts, yeah. about uh, him running uh, a year before he ran. And I remember saying to him, you know, you, do you really have a chance? I mean, do you think 1992 you're going to have a chance? I mean, how can that possibly be? George H.W. Bush, is, has, he's not going to be a one-term president. But Bill Clinton was even then thinking about Ross Perot and third-party candidates taking away votes from George H.W. Yeah. That's the only way Clinton won. Right. So these third parties really can make a difference. Oh, yeah. Uh, Ralph Nader, to this day, doesn't believe he delivered 2000, uh, you know, the 2000 election to uh, George W. Bush. Uh, I will beg to disagree right. with all due respect. Uh, but um, if you do have somebody coming along, like Joe Manchin, even taking Or 5%, RFK Jr. Or RFK Jr. Right. I mean, talking about... The, I mean, <laughs> don't get me started about <laughs> RFK Jr. I mean, these these people are... They know what they are doing. That's it. I mean, they, they, they so can't the, be so, so naive. And so do the Republicans who aren't behind Trump and who are behind no labels and other... Yeah, well, I think that the Republicans behind no labels mm-hmm. um, are wanting to soften up uh, Joe Biden. I'm not sure they actually want most of them to elect Trump. Some of that money has actually been going into the Koch network, yep. which is against Trump. Mm-hmm. Very hard to tell what they're up to, many yep. of these anti-Trumpers, so-called anti-Trumpers. Uh, but undoubtedly, some of the people who are supporting Robert F. Kennedy Jr., are doing it because they really want to Take reelect away. Trump. Yep. Uh, Take away from Biden. So watch these third parties. I, I mean, know. it's it's dangerous, dangerous area, dangerous territory. Um, one other thing while we're on the politics, Leonard Leo, I know you saw this, um, runs the Federalist Society, and it turns out he's been running PR campaigns indirectly or directly. Um, for Clarence Thomas, right? Clarence Thomas. Tell yes. us. Uh, well, uh, there's a lot of money behind Clarence Thomas, and every two or three days we're discovering more sources of big money, uh, billionaire money behind Clarence Thomas. Uh, and uh, I don't know if you caught this, but the, there was a society called the Horatio Alger 
society. Oh, yeah. They have their annual they, events. They have their annual the event Court. at the Supreme Court. Yeah. And Justice Thomas oh, and their awards. Is, give, is kind of the right. pontificator. The pontificator. Uh, in law school, he said nothing. I mean, he would say literally nothing. Uh, he, for years, he I would every morning, I'd, I'd, I'd pass him and I'd say, Clarence, good to, good to see you, Clarence. How are you? And he would look at me like I was, I don't wow. know what. I, why do you think that is? He was just taking it in? He was shy? No, in it? subsequent years, uh, there's been, he has written about and other people have written about uh, how how deeply troubled he was at Yale Law School. I bet. That's uh, what I was thinking when I asked that. Um, and I, mean, I think, it must have I think, been very difficult. Well, I mean, not to I, think, I think it was. I mean, what it, he's been doing. And I don't want to dismiss it mm -mm. because he, he really was haunted by this notion that affirmative action had yep. got him there and he, was, he, didn't, he wasn't there by merit. Right, right. And I think, you know, that has shaped him in yep. many ways. Right. Uh, but, but speaking of credibility, I mean, the Supreme Court... Well, it's down to the last poll showed the Supreme Court's ratings in terms of public trust down to the lowest since the question has been asked. Uh, and Thomas is part of it, but more and more money is also being, it, you know, the, the, the trips and the, the luxury yachts and all yeah. of the luxury treatment for a lot, several of the justices. Uh, not all of them Republican, but most of them Republican. Uh, it, it, it exposes something that smells bad, looks bad, is bad. I mean, right. it's, it's the rot of uh, what feels like bribery. Now, there is not yes. a direct connection made so far between any of these people and particular specific cases. Uh, and Ginny Thomas obviously has an interest in all of this. Uh, but I think the public is very suspicious and many of the cases, particularly the abortion case, you know, reversing Roe v. Wade, um, has turned the tide in a way that is dangerous for the country. I mean, I'm an institutionalist. I believe in the Supreme Court, uh, and uh, I, I also believe in having two governing parties. Yeah. You know, I believe in having a Republican Party that could be a governing party. And I find it deeply saddening and unsettling that public confidence is so low in our institutions today, uh, largely because of what has happened behind the scenes, know. Uh, the, you know, the billionaire uh, sort of takeover. Yeah. But then they have more trust in other billionaires, Elon and I don't know, those numbers have been... Well, I, but let me ask you, since you were so much younger than I am, you have a whole different Thank you. perspective. No. You, have a, you came up at a completely different time, a different generation, a different, different eyes, different ears. Do you, I mean, does this, I mean, I find this absolutely beyond outrageous. Do you find this horrible? I oh, mean, you it's look disgusting. It's horrific and it's scary. But I, I think I don't know. I hold my breath and keep going. I mean, I do. I say, wow, that's terrible. And then I take two steps forward and figure out what we can do. I try to not. I mean, it's easier said than done, but I try to not wallow in it. No, we can't I wallow mean, in it. And I everybody mean, it out there, you know, terrible. joining us for coffee, please, no wallowing. No wallowing. But I mean, it is. It's unprecedented in many ways, but then there are, you know, things we didn't learn from history, which is another reason to be annoyed and Well, here's irritated. what here's, here's what I tell myself um, in my moments of trying to give myself courage. Uh, we're, we're in a transition. If this indictment goes into a trial, if Trump actually is convicted, mm -hmm. it will be like, uh, like lancing a boil in a way. I mean, the, uh, America needs it. Yep. Uh, it's going to be a difficult yeah, transition, cathartic. but over the longer haul, 
we need to get through this. Uh, if we uh, if we have a Supreme Court, I think the, I think there's a lot of move, movement right now for an ethics code of ethics yep. and for sticking it to Supreme Court justices somehow who are who have uh, disregarded their conflicts of interest. Let's uh, will it. Let's will it to happen. And uh, I think the public is ready to get big money out of politics in a serious way. Yeah. Whether yep. through constitutional amendments or uh, through uh, matching small donor right. donations. And every example we get in the headlines is helpful towards that end. I think so, too. And I even, now here I'm going to go way out on a limb, I even feel like the climate crisis, uh, we're, going to, we're going to deal with it. We're going to conquer it. We're going to overcome it. Wow, I don't know if I can get behind that one. <laughs> Not going to lie. Well, I'm me, less hopeful, which well, let is me, let me wild just give to you, say. Let me give yeah, you some me. reason for hope. Yeah. And that is if you look economically at what has happened to the cost of wind and solar mm -hmm. and how dramatically wind and solar energy costs have declined yeah. and all of the increasing public concern yeah. as floods and wildfires yeah. and bad air uh, kind of consume yeah. not just the United States but the world, uh, you, know, you're, 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 you have a different... Uh, not to put too, not to put too fine a point on it, yeah. but a different climate of opinion. I know, but there's mitigation, and we can kind of stop where we're going in the future, but we can't fix the past. And America is one place, but there are lots of other countries who well, are on now, the same now page. Well, now you're going to. Well, I'm going to say some of you are going to accuse me of being a Pollyanna, but look, during during the pandemic, one thing you probably noticed, and I noticed, is when everything shut down, mm -hmm. how quickly. The air got better. Yeah, the birds came back. Birds came back. Yeah. I mean, it, it, nature has a way of Oof, I know. rebounding. And so... It's true. Even very, after fires? Yeah, I know, it I mean, is you're, true. You're, but this is... Can we get... I mean, this, it is the hottest June, last June, this June, was the hottest on record. Yeah, that's true. It's and not, the earth not is... Not a good trend. I, well... Uh, I no. love that I'm Pollyanna about <laughs> Trump yeah. somehow, and you're... And I'm like... Well, no way... I very I, much worry about climate. Before we end today, I also want to talk about strikes. Yes, because that's a positive thing. So please, I let's do it. I think it's a positive it. thing. I mean, the writers and the actors in Hollywood, and there's likely to be a UPS strike at the end of the month, right. which is a big, really a big deal. The UAW is going into talks. That's uh, right. the, the contract is almost up. With the three uh, with big. The three major automakers yeah. in the United States. I mean, this is a, an era of labor activism such as we have not seen in this country in 40 years. Yeah. And I think that's a good thing. Of course it is. And it must be exciting for you, too, as a labor person in particular. A labor, well, a labor person yeah, and... a labor expert, if you will. Uh, <laughs> not an expert. I'm not. I just... Well, it's I, labor adjacent. I'm, I, I feel like we have to have countervailing power in this country, and big corporations have become way too powerful, yeah. uh, along with, you know, billionaires. Right. And so labor activity, labor activism is part of the reason I do feel uh, yeah. a little bit optimistic. Yeah. So I am going to a family reunion. Oh, Heather. Next week. Talk about labor activism. And so we can battles. touch base. Have and you been to a family reunion recently? Not recently. Are you jealous? <laughs> Seems like no, you're jealous. No, I'm not going. But I get to Thank do you that. for inviting me, but I'm not. I'm not <laughs> going with you. So uh, this is a family reunion that happens every year. No, I haven't seen these people for 30 plus years. It's my mother's side. It's the up. It's upstate New York. Her family is tiny. We're all going. We're gonna go. They just today they announced the 
cemeteries we're going to be touring. Oh, it sounds exciting. People are so excited it's a, about it's the a cemeteries. It's a cemetery tour. Well, I mean, it is. What an upbeat, an upbeat thing reunion. you're going to be doing. I'm still not sure about oh. that. But tell me, Siri didn't like that. Oops, yeah. I can't say your name or she'll come back. Well, but but tell me, uh, this so in thirty every thirty years the family tours cemeteries together. Is that what the <laughs> no, does? not exactly, but that could be a cool thing. Yeah. So, no, we just haven't seen each other in a long time, and I don't really know these people, and I don't know cousins, so it'll be interesting. It'll be very interesting. And I know. Take notes, will you? Promise. And kind of report back. I will report back. Now, one other thing, while I have you and everyone else, you um, announced that you're going to be putting putting the common good your book for. From several years ago, 2014, I think, on to no, Substack. 2018. 2018. It's a, it's a much, much more Sorry, recent than that. It's more recent and very than that. relevant book. It is relevant. In fact, it's so relevant because I wrote it because of Trump, because of his presidency. And I wanted to ask the question is there a common good that unites us? In fact, what is there that unites us? Is anything? Are just we just a collection of individuals who happen to occupy the same nation? Right. Or is there something fundamental? And uh, it took me uh, ten chapters to discover. It's a discover great it. read, though. I'm excited to reread it on Substack. No, truly. Well, good stories. It, You've got some good personal and good philosophical questions talking about connectedness. I think it's great. Well, thank um, you. But I'm excited to read it on Substack, and I hope everyone else will join us. Starting next Friday. Yes. Each, each chapter. Each week. And there's going to be a quiz. No, there no. won't be any quizzes. No. Maybe there should be a quiz. That sounds fun, actually. Well, I'd probably get an A minus, knowing you. I think you would get an A minus. <laughs> you can't do better than that. So, thank you. Well, thank you, Heather. And you have a great family reunion. Mm. See you soon. Talk to everybody next week. Bye. Bye.